0: This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. If you believe you can't hit home runs in the postseason, you just can't do it. It's not against the good pitching. It's very hard to hit home. No, that's wrong. It's been proven to be wrong. So, again, if that's your opinion, you're allowed to have your opinion. Just keep it to yourself. I don't, I don't want to hear from you. At 1-800-919-ESPN. 919 3776 And I've heard it a lot about the, the manufacturing of runs and situational hitting, and you can't hit them. I, I've heard it ad nauseum. And it just it, it defies what is actually happening. Another thing that I've heard, and it, it relates to tonight, is about Jose Altuve. Jose Altuve has been ice cold in the playoffs, has not gotten a hit so far. In this series, in the playoffs, has been, you know, just a kind of a shell of himself. So a lot of people I've seen have said, you know what? Don't boo him tonight. Don't do the blank Altuve chant. Just, I guess, just stay silent. I don't know what exactly they would like you to do when it comes to the play. Don't anger him, right? Don't make him mad. Don't motivate him to to break out of his slump, his shell, whatever you want to say. You really are, I think, are kind of overvaluing your importance in this whole thing. So people actually believe that Jose Altuve is not motivated properly in the playoffs. But when he hears people get down on him, well, then then he re- then he gets focused. Does that make sense to anybody? I get it that you you in the past people have chanted you know things at Altuve and he's come up big, and you're associating the chance with the performance. But here's the thing. Jose Altuve is a great player. He's going to be a Hall of Fame player. So I, how do you think that he's able to be successful against all the other teams that he doesn't, do, you know, they, they don't chant anything at him? I get it. He's been bad in the playoffs so far. So I'm sure if the Yankee fans chant at him tonight or boo him or whatever they do, and he has any success at all, it'll automatically be, well, the reason he did that was because they were booing him. I don't think that that's how it works. I don't think that, that, that Jose Altuve thinks that that's how it works. And he might even say that that's how it works, but I don't, I don't think that that's how it works. I think, I think Jose Altuve will be the same level of motivated to get hits tonight as he's been in the entire series, and whether he's able to do that or not won't really have anything to do with what the fans are chanting or not chanting. So if you want to go to the game, or if you're going to the game, and you want to chant at Jose El Tuve, well, that's your right, I guess. I, you know, I, I've never been a big booer, but, or I'm certainly not going to be cursing out loud in a public place like that. Not generally, uh, you know, I like to save that for my private time in my basement watching TV by myself. But, you know, you, you got to do what you got to do. But the idea, and I'm sure that this will be the, the main, t- oh, well, the only reason why Altuve got going was because Yankee fans chanted at him. Stop it. I mean, you're really, you're, you're really overvaluing your importance in this entire thing. Do whatever you want. It will not have any impact. No impact whatsoever. It's like people, oh, he said, that the broadcaster said there's a no-hitter going on. He's jinxing it. That's that, uh, not how it works. It's not, it's not how it works. You might think that that's how it works, but just because you think it's how it works doesn't mean it's how it works. <sighs> let's go back to the phone, shall we? It's been a fun, fun hour so. So I cannot wait for what I learned on TikTok this week. I can't wait to talk about some football stuff, but let's continue with the Yankees because let's be honest, by the time I get to Monday night with Larry, it might be over. <laughs> it might be postscript. It might be uh, looking back on the season and looking ahead to the off season. Going, going, gone very quickly. Uh, Anthony is in the mail truck. Anthony, my friend, you're next up on the Gordon Daniels show. Gordon, how are we doing? Uh, I've been better. I'm not going to lie. I've been better.
1: Yeah, me too. I I hear you. Um, I don't – listen, the way that they lost game two, I would much rather have lost – I would much rather have gone into game three losing the way we did in game two rather than game one. I feel like, you know, they don't – the Astros don't have as much momentum as they would have uh, if they were coming into game three, uh, like winning game one. Um, that being said, I am now I I'm, I'm optimistic, man. You know, we got Cole on the mound tonight. We got our, our second ace tomorrow, Cortez. They don't have Verlander going tonight or tomorrow. So we're good there. Um, you know, I just, I don't know. I just feel, I just feel, you know, a weird optimism. I mean, we got three games in New York, you know, we win two of those. Obviously it's not great. You know, three, two going to Houston. We got to win one first. I understand that. Um, But I just don't, um, I don't, I don't, I definitely don't think we're going to be swept. That's that's for sure. Okay. I don't think that Houston comes in, comes into our building and, you know, and, and like you said before, you know, this, this Houston team is completely different than twenty nineteen and twenty seventeen. You know, their their offensive power is is completely minuscule. And you know, the bottom half of their lineup, that's that's the difference, really. The bottom half of their lineup is producing more than our bottom Absolutely. half of the lineup.
0: Absolutely. They have a they have a much more functional lineup. They have they have a better lineup and there's no other way to no other way to put it. I mean, you just take right. a look and at and the and numbers and what they've been me... able to produce and it's not even close.
1: If you told me in game one that Altuve, Bregman, uh, who's the other two, Uh, Alvarez and Tucker would go 0 for 13 or 0 for 12 or whatever they did. I would sign up for that 10 times. Of course. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like, and, and one more thing before I let you go, I'm sorry. I'm I'm rambling on, but you know, I'm just excited for, for this game. Um, The, and I'm not making excuses. Please don't think that I am. Um, But with, if our bullpen was at full strength, and obviously minus Chapman because Chapman couldn't, you know, right. go kick rock. Quit on the team. Um, but, it, uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's absolutely embarrassing the way that he, you know, treated the Yankees. Um, but if our bullpen was at full strength, just like theirs is, um, minus uh, Maton, the guy that punched the locker, um, I feel like game one would have gone completely, completely different. I don't think Clark Schmidt even sniffs the game in the series if if we have everyone back. Um, just want well, to hear your I, thoughts look, on that. Man. A, a, thanks, here's the, the thing.
0: B- but th- Look, Anthony, thanks for the phone call, man. Um, This is it. You're here, right? I mean, this is the team you got. You can't – you know, you, you have plenty of time to lament, oh, we didn't have this guy, we didn't have that. that. That's all excuses. It's all excuses now. This is the team you got, and this is the – you've been waiting for this opportunity for the last couple of years. You didn't get it last year because you got – you know, destroyed by the Red Sox in the wildcard game. You've, you've known that this is the obstacle. Since 2017, this has been the obstacle. You got to get past the Astros. They're the team you got to get past. You've been doing it for five years. And whether or not you've built in a good enough team to do it this year is very questionable. The, the only reason I have some optimism for tonight is that it does feel like at times this year, When the negativity is completely doom and gloom, which is often with the Yankees, that's when they've generally responded. You take a look at the the Guardian series after the the Game 3 loss. uh, It was all doom and gloom, and they were able to overcome that. During the season, you know, they're off to that amazing start, and then they hit that stretch in, what was it, August? And basically it was like they were losing every single day. And they did kind of pick it up from that point where the 15-and-a-half-game lead got down to, what was it, two or three or whatever it was. So that's the reason why generally when things are all doom and gloom, which they've clearly been, and how could it not be, right? Like when you look at the first two games of the series, that's generally when the Yankees have responded. Let's hope so that that's the case tonight. Let's hope that that's the case tonight. Uh, Let's go out to uh, Rick is in Newark. Rick, you're next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon. How you doing? I'm good, Rick. What's going on? I just feel like, you know, everyone needs to calm down. Houston
2: had their two best pitches. All right, we lost. But now we got our aces coming up, you know. So we win this game tonight. And, you know, we get some life, some, you know, momentum. And then, you know, we
3: take care of the other game. And then we tie it up.
2: All right, well,
0: look, Rick, I'm in favor of that. I appreciate the phone call. Uh, Yeah, that would be nice. Let's get a win. One win changes the 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 feeling, right? Changes the narrative. You win tonight behind Garrett Cole, you'll feel a whole lot better with Nestor Cortez. But you you're gonna have to score some runs. It it's been that that's what's so frustrating about this Yankee offense. This has been the problem. For all the talk over the years of, of the pitching or the bullpen or the station to station or two home run reliant or home runner bust or All the different things people have pointed to over the last five years. More times than not, the Yankee offense does not perform in the postseason, and that's why they lose. So when you have game one and game two and you're nine for 65 and you've worked out four walks in two games, yeah, it's great that the Astros aren't going to have Verlander. problem is the Yankee offense right now makes everybody look like Verlander. Again, throw. It's amazing. Oh, look at this reliever and that reliever. These guys have been sensational against the Yankees. Yeah, it's almost like the Yankees stink. <laughs> you know, I mean, at some point, yes, you want to give credit to the, the opposing team. That's fair, but at some point, it's got to be it's got to be on you too. You got to you got to produce. And the Yankees, offensively, over the last five years, more times than not, have not gotten. Even when they've had opportunity, they haven't even really had opportunities in this series. They've had one or two. They've had better opportunities in years past and not cashed in. they got to get more opportunities tonight. It's not about situational hitting. It's about hitting. <laughs> it's about total hitting. Alan is in New Jersey. Alan, you're next up on the Gordon Damer Show.
3: Yeah, Gordon, I've been playing baseball since I was 10, and uh, the Yankees' approach at the plate is not good. They have to get take more command to home plate. The first pitch, they got to look for a fastball strike that they can take the big swing. Second pitch, they got to move up in the batter's box closer so that ball doesn't break and they can see it really well and hit it before it breaks. I saw players like Donaldson. He gets in there and he's locked into the plate so much, he's swinging, he's almost jumping out of his cleats. And so is Giancarlo Stanton. He's the same way. He stands there in one position and hopes that he can hit the plate. He's got to have bat coverage to cover the plate. Otherwise, they're not going to do it. If the Yankees can prove that they have lost by one game, one run, and two runs in the last two games, they can play on the same playing field with the Astros. There's no doubt about that.
0: But they have to have better clip plate coverage. And if they get contact hits and stuff like that, then the home runs will come. Thank you. All right. Well, look, let's hope so. Look, you've seen uh, Rizzo do that. He's moved up in the box uh, at times. Uh, So, you know, maybe that's a possibility. Um, We shall see. I will say it does kind of feel like that they allow that first pitch to get over. Um, And they've not been aggressive enough early in in the count. So maybe that's something that they can change starting tonight. They have struck out a lot on the off-speed stuff, but it's not like the fastballs they're on either. (laughs) You know, I keep hearing, well, you know, the Yankees have problems hitting the curveball. Uh, it's not like the fastballs, they're all over them and, and, and rocketing them around the park. They've struck out they've struck out more on off speed stuff, granted, but they've struck out on other stuff too. It's it's almost like whatever they throw up there they strike out on. When you struck out thirty times in sixty five at bats, it's not it's not just the, the slider, it's not just it's not just one guy. It's kind of everything. Buddha is in the Bronx. Buddha, you're next up on the Gordon Damer show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, listen. When uh, when a Harold calls in and impersonates Kumar,
0: you know it's going to be a very interesting <laughs> Yeah, I think I, th- I think I know what Kumar was, was up to. I think he was on his way to White Castle, not Yankee Stadium.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they were half-baked. That was a funny <laughs> call, though. But, uh, listen, when I listen to your opening, you know, and I heard it the other night in your voice, you know, I, you know, I understand you're very grumpy. You know, um, I understand why you're very grumpy. You know, and, and a part of me, you know, I love you to death. Uh, you know, I'm not feeling that way as much because we had discussed this a thousand times, bro. You know, even when you look at these last two games, I listened to the last caller, you know, and, and a couple of optimistic callers that called you beforehand. You know, all right, if they just step in the batter's box this way, if, you know, Severino doesn't miss with that one pitch, but actually if you paid attention when you hit the catcher, that was the beginning of the problem before that. But, you know, you give or take a run on that back, you know, a pitch here or there, and you feel like you can compete with this team. And you know what that really is going on that we notice in every other sport. That's the difference between a good team and a championship team. And you can make the case that even before this series started, even when the Yankees were fully whole, there still was a difference. You remember when they had that lead and then all of a sudden those Astros just kept coming and kept coming, and then they got the home field advantage. That was before a lot of the injuries. So, you know, things balance out where they're supposed to be. And, you know, I'm not saying as I know as a fan, you know, and like you are. You're a host, but you're a fan. You know, you get pissed off, and you get mad with your team, and, you know, you want them to do all these different things. But it's an absolute tease what happens each year with this team, and we should have learned our lesson by now. You know, what, what it is is that they're built – to win a lot of games during the regular season. They don't have, not only do they not have the players, they don't have the vibe of a team that's going to elevate itself, you know, during the postseason. And it really just goes back to, you know, what they all have been trying to do there, you know, from top to bottom is, is patchwork. And, you know, you think about it, like baboon, come on. Can we really get mad at Aaron Boone? No, Can Boone, we really, I mean, get mad
0: at no, he's not the reason they're Come losing. Come on. No, no, I, I, I said on. that. No, it's not, it's not his fault. I mean, like, I don't think he's been perfect. I, I mentioned the thing about Clark Schmidt, but no, that's not the reason they're losing. No, and look, Buddha. and thanks for the phone call. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Like, even when the Yankees were whole and they played the Astros during the regular season, it seemed like the Astros were the better team, but you're here now. You'll To think even at your diminished state that you can't beat this Astros team, you lost game one, 4-2. You lost game two, 3-2. Two. You've done nothing offensively. And you have your best two pitchers going the next two games. Like, I get it. I'm, I'm down on the team. I, I said, like, what was it, six weeks ago? Maybe it was two months ago now that I thought the team was kind of shot. But you're here now, man. Like, it's right there in front of you. It's not like you're getting blown out in these games. They're right there but you have to execute at some point. And they have not executed to any degree whatsoever. And I'm sure the Mariners kind of feel like the same thing. I mean, did the Mariners lose three one-run games? Maybe there was one game that was obviously the first game. Ah, I can't remember now. But the 18-inning game was one nothing. I think they lost three one-run games. So they probably felt the exact same way. So maybe it's just the Astros just know the little things to do to be able to get the job done but it's right there in front of you. You've done nothing so far. Now is the time. You're back at home. You play better at home. Go out there. score. You got your Little League ballpark. <laughs> you don't have to worry about the roof being open or closed. Go out there. Score some runs tonight. This Astro team is not unbeatable. This is not, the, this is not some, some juggernaut of a team. They are beatable, but you, have to ha- you actually have to beat them. They're not going to beat themselves. That much is for sure. They will not beat themselves. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number coming up. We'll get more on the Yankees coming up. Uh, maybe we'll hear from Aaron Boone coming up as well. Lots of stuff to do as we take you up until 630. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM and the all-new ESPN New York app. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Who do you think is the best at picking NFL games on the entire station? And they're all there, people. If they're not there, they're too much of a coward to be there. If I had some, to guess, some of them, some people have more than one entry, and I'm still better than both of them. Wow. It's pretty impressive. Jacob, you'd have to agree that's pretty impressive, right?
2: That is pretty impressive. And I do know who the person with the two accounts you're talking
0: about. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, he's a big, powerful guy. He can have as many accounts as he wants. And what's been proven is he could have 17 accounts, and I uh, would still be in first place. Of the hosts, I'm not in first place of overall. Okay. I think I'm in like seventieth place, which you say, oh, it's not that great. There's like 1,700 people in the thing. 70 out of 1,700 is pretty good. Now, did you leapfrog Andrew also? Gundling, well, Gundling's gone, <laughs> uh, so he doesn't count anymore. But yes, I have. Le- I've, I've gone right past him. He is way like in the rear view, but like really far back. So much so that you're like. Is that a ski rack or is that a cop? I can't tell by looking <laughs> okay. in the rear view. You ever have that? Like, you're like, oh, geez, that's a cop. Oh, no, it's a ski rack. It's
2: fine. Oh, yeah. Happens to me plenty of times. Right, uh,
0: exactly. Oh, geez, how fast am I? Oh, I better slow down. And then you slow down, you see it's a ski rack, and you speed back up. That happens. That happens. That happens, that happens to the best of us, right? If you're in the fast lane, right? You know, you gotta get, uh, you gotta get moving, you gotta get places. So, please. So, so, the main message here is that I'm the best at picking NFL games and sign up for the Cover 5 app. It's free. You can win cash. Who doesn't like cash? Now, I can't win cash, unfortunately. I don't know if you get cash for 70th place, but the point still remains. I'm the best. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Uh, we've been taking the temperature of Yankee fans and uh, seeing how they feel going into the night. i got to be honest. It's not as been as much doom and gloom as I expected. And maybe that's like, ever hear like, a team takes the personality of the manager Maybe it's the same thing in terms of the hosts. Some host on this station, when it comes to the Yankees, very doom and gloom. Doom and gloom the entire season. So maybe that's why those, those callers are a little bit more doom and gloom. I feel like people have been pretty reasonable so far. I don't feel like it's been like, it's over. We can't beat them. At least not so far. We still have time. First pitch isn't for another what? Another hour? <laughs> I can always go south. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Of course, coming up 5 o'clock, what I learned on TikTok this week. We still have NFL picks to do. we got to get into the Jets and Giants, who have a real shift in mindset this week, right? It's gone from, hey, can you show us, to now we expect you to show us. And that's true for both the Jets and Giants, so we'll get into that coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. But let's go back to the phones. Joe is in Massapequa. Joe, you're next up on the Gordon Davis Show.
2: Hey, Gordon, how are you today?
0: I'll tell you in a couple hours, Joe.
2: Me too, me too. If you remember, going back to 2001 World Series, they batted 170 as a team. Those three games at Yankee Stadium were the best games you've ever seen in your life. It's not how many hits you get. It's when you get the hits. That's what it should be about. Yeah, I The other day they had second and third against Verlander and Donaldson and Carpenter struck out. That was the time to get the hit. They didn't get the hit.
0: Yeah, well, look, they're not going to score. You know, against good pitching, you're not going to score ten runs. It's not going to be like the regular season. But no, I mean, you still have to, you still have to cash in. And generally, the way you're going to be able to cash in was is with home runs. Uh, it's great if guys can be on base. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the that's the story of the postseason. It's been it's been that case in every series so far. It's never been more clear than this year. And, and I think, and Joe, thanks for the phone call. I think a lot of times when you say that to people, people get upset that this is the way you want baseball to be. Look, if you could get more contact into the game and you could get it back to where it was about scratching across a run, bunting, speed, all those different aspects of the game that, you know, back in the 70s and 80s maybe, yeah, that would be fantastic. But that's not the way it is. I'm just dealing with what reality is. And what reality is right now is against good pitching, not just the starters, but when teams have all these relievers that come in and throw 100 and the break on the ball and everything else you have to get your one opportunity and a bat to do some damage on that pitch. If it's a home run, if it's an extra base hit, whatever it is, you have to take advantage of that opportunity. And the Yankees, even as futile as they've looked so far, they have had opportunities in this series. They've had great opportunities. you only had nine hits in two games. You've only had four walks in two games. But they have had opportunities. Even as bad as they've been in these first two games, they've had opportunities. So you have to think, That at some point they're going to get more opportunities. You're back at home. You're going to score. You're going to. You never score in Houston as it is. You score runs at home, so this is the chance to get it done. And if you're ever going to get it done, you better get it done tonight. I don't care what form it comes. You better get it done tonight. Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, you're next up on the Gordon Tamer Show.
3: I think I'm uh, very in touch with you uh, as far as how I feel about tonight. But I'll tell you how I feel. If it's nothing, nothing, and they're bombing the ninth, and a hit batsman in three balks, I'll take it. It's, yeah. Uh, it, they're not hitting. You can't win if you don't hit. It's uh, Someone says, well, they're not leaving guys on base. I said, they're not getting anybody on. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's uh, Listen, we've been a little tough on Cole. I mean, I've always insisted he's a horse. He's had a couple of real clunkers. But uh, you got your two best pitchers. This is getting really old. Let's start the game. And I don't really care how they do it. And I'm sure you're right on my page. I don't care. I don't care who they bring in. I'm, I, I stopped reading the articles. I, I, and this is what's going to bother me tonight. The Yankee fans are very passionate. If they start that uh, F. Altuve chance. Don't wake up a sleeping giant, and that's a little contradictory because he's five six
0: or something. But just leave him be. But, but I mean, we'll what see. are you supposed to do? You're supposed to sit on your hands because you're worried that he's going to. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Spidey. You know, he's it, it, hitting something. If he's going to hit, he's going to hit. It doesn't matter if you're chanting, you know, "Hooray, Altuve!" Right. or or something a little more, you know. Yeah, demonstrative.
3: I understand that totally, but I don't think the bottom of Houston's lineup. And I'll hang up. And listen on the stream, I'd love
0: to hear your answer. I don't think the bottom of their lineup is as good as it used to be. Well, overall, they're not. I mean, and thanks for the phone call. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, their lineup uh, overall this, this season was not as, as productive as it's been in years past, but they still have dangerous hitters. I mean, they, they have a far – if you're looking at the two lineups, uh, you would have to say that the Astros have a better lineup than the Yankees top to bottom. Uh now you, maybe if if the if the Yankees had been whole maybe that's a possibility if the Astros I'm sure they they probably wish they had Michael Brantley. So um you know uh, you take a look at the lineup the Astros put out there. Altuve, Peña, Alvarez, Bregman, Tucker, Gurriel. Gurriel had a down year but he's a professional hitter and obviously he had the home run. He's had a couple of hits otherwise. Um so, they, I mean, they, they don't, the, the guy uh, Maldonado, the catcher, he, he doesn't really provide you much offense, but of course he had a hit the other night and scored the run. Uh, McCormick has, has done a decent job. So they just get more, they, they certainly have a much deeper lineup than the Yankees have. Once you get past generally Glaber Torres on the Yankee lineup, between Matt Carpenter, he's done nothing. Bader's been good. Okay, that's fair. Donaldson's been a zero. Cabrera has not given you a whole much in the, po- in the postseason. And Trevino is not really much of an offensive player. So you get past five with the Yankee order, there's not a lot of hits down there. That's just the way it is. Now, some of those guys are, are good defensive players, which is great, but you need the problem right now is offense. They have to find a way to get offense. And it's pro, I think it's going to have to be, now Bader's hitting six tonight, so I'm not going to say it's the top five. If Bader had been hitting fifth, then that would be one thing. But it's got to be one of those five guys, I think, that really kind of breaks out. Either Rizzo or Judge or Stanton or Torres or Bader. I'm not, I'm not really hoping at this point that the Yankees are going to get some big hit out of Matt Carpenter. If it happens, great. And I, I think that Carpenter put him in the lineup because you take your shot, but it's not a great – it's not – you know, people expecting Matt Carpenter all of a sudden to light things up like he did for a month during the regular season after being claimed on waivers. I think you might be getting a little ahead of yourself. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up more of Yankee phone calls. 5 o'clock, what I learned on TikTok. we got to get into Jets, Giants, Knicks, too. Lots of stuff to do as we take you up till 6.30. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, the all-new ESPN New York app. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Yankee lineup is uh, Anthony Rizzo leading off tonight. Aaron Judge batting second, playing right. Stanton's in left. He's uh, hitting third. Glaber's the cleanup hitter. Matt Carpenter's the DH, hitting fifth. Bader is in center field. He is hitting sixth. Donaldson is at third, seventh. Cabrera is at shortstop. He is eight, and Trevino behind the plate for uh, Garrett Cole, and he uh, Trevino sitting ninth. Although you never know, like Cole's had some experience in uh, the National League, swinging the bat. Maybe may, might have to call on him. Might be a pinch hit. You never know. Anything to get some runs here. Can you take him deep? Can you hit one of those fly balls to, to right field? Go opposite way? I don't know. not getting my hopes up there, but we'll see. Look, all of a sudden, Cole goes out tonight, pitches like you expect him to, and keeps this game close. The Yankees find a way to scratch across a couple of runs. You'll feel a whole lot better about where this series is at. It's amazing how quickly things feel like they change in the blink of an eye, but it, it requires you to go out and, and win a game. Uh, and even as bad as the Yankee offense has been, even like all the reasons I'm giving you why I don't really expect much offense tonight, They've still had opportunities, even as bad as those games were in Houston where it feels like they never win and never score runs. The opportunity is there tonight. Go out, get some runs early, turn it over to Cole, turn it over to the bullpen, and away you go. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Last call on the Yankee calls here. We'll go out to uh, Jonathan is in L.A. Jonathan, you're next up on the Gordon Damer Show.
3: How's it going, Gordon? Um, man, I'm telling you right now, I'm a big Yankee fan. I mean, and I'm going to tell you right now, Cole is going to go score this for seven innings. Straight up. We're going to win tonight. We got to go at them. Yes, we have my little son right here. <laughs> and the Yankees.
0: There you we're go, gonna buddy. Win today, Gordon. Raising we're them gonna
3: right. We're going to And we're going to win the series, and we're going to go to the World Series.
0: Thank right. you, Gordon. All right, Jonathan. From the Mouths and, <laughs> and Babes. Yeah, okay, pal. All right. Well, look, uh, I hope you're right. This could go two ways, right? A little boy's dream gets fulfilled to see his Yankees beat the hated Astros, the evil Astros, those cheating Astros, takes them down, gives them a good dose of their own medicine, those cheating weasels. And a little boy's dream is fulfilled. Or, maybe I shouldn't say it, but it could go the other way. It could always go the other way. I don't want to say it with a young child involved. But Cole goes out there. The home run bug pops up again. This time it's not a solo shot. It's a three-run bomb in the first. And uh, whew, that, that stadium it will be, look like someone picked it up and shook it. Uh, that thing will empty out so fast. Because right now, uh, you know, everybody can make whatever claims they want on the radio about confidence and faith and belief and all that. Go look at the secondary ticket market. Go look at what it costs to get into Game 3 when the, the, uh, you know before Games 1 and 2, and they go look at what the prices are for getting into Game 3 tonight. And uh, those prices have dropped uh, fairly quickly, almost like right off a cliff. <laughs> uh, so you can say what you want, and that, that is a, a far better indicator of where the belief and where the faith and where the, the trust is in terms of the Yankees going out and getting a win tonight. But if you get one tonight, all of a sudden things change again, heading into game four. Nesta Cortez on the mound. And again, the Astros, for as much credit as we give them for everything they've done, they've not really, um, they've not blown away the field. Now they keep winning games. They find ways to win games. They haven't lost one yet in the postseason here. But they have not been exactly the most dominating performance we've seen from them in the past. So there is the opportunity tonight, but you got to go out there and score some runs, and Cole has got to shut them down. He is not allowed to give up a run until the Yankees get some runs. That's, that's the game plan, and we'll see if the Yankees can pull that off. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, we'll get into the football, more of your phone calls, too. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM and the all-new ESPN New York app. this is the Gordon Damer show on 98.7 ESPN. We still have to uh, get into the football with the Jets and Giants and uh, the change in expectations. You talk about how quickly things can change in an NFL season. The last 2 weeks, well look, coming into the year, it was just, you know, give us some give us something reasonable. Give us give us some progress, right? For the Jets, let's see if they can win 6 games. That was the that was the first progress line. Let's see how the quarterback looks when he gets back after his injury. Let's see if they can look more fun. Can the defense be better than it was last? Well, it would have been impossible for it to be worse. But you know, like how much better can the defense be? How 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 quickly can these rookies make a, an immediate impact? And then you get a couple of wins. You win these games the last couple of weeks. The way you win these games the last couple of weeks, and then the expectations completely change. It goes from what can you give me? to now what you expect. And that's true for the Jets and the Giants this week. Giants, of course, uh, looking to keep this role going after the win against the Packers, after the win against the Ravens. I think the Packers one was the one that everybody kind of changed what the expectations were. But to go out there, the last of the the doubters, I think, was uh, going up in that Ravens game. Like, if, if you were ever going to be sold on the Giants this year, if you didn't buy in in the Packer win, I think you are forced to buy in after the way they were able to rally and beat the Ravens. Now, I'm not saying that it's always going to be beautiful. I'm not saying it's always going to be perfect. I'm sure at some point here they will lose. I don't think they're going to go 16-1. and one. I don't think every single week they're going to be able to come back late in the fourth quarter and pull off plays. But it's a far brighter future than it's been in uh, quite some time for the Giants and for the Jets too. So this week it's a completely different equation when it comes to both football teams where it's no longer can you do this. Now it's becoming – we expect you to do this and with the Giants I maybe it was kind of that way anyway because their schedule had always kind of seemed more favorable but now with the Jets it feels that way too right like when when the schedules came out to me that the toughest stretch was you got to go try and win a game in Green Bay and then go and get a win in Denver two tough road places to play against two teams that are expected to be playoff teams this year that's going to be tough now With the way things, I mean, we really should never ever do the whole schedule game, but we just love football so much that we're forced to, right? Like you, you. Oh well, I know what this team's going to be, like we know what teams are going to be even before they play the game, and even though they're completely different from year to year. So now that that changes for the Jets this week, it changes for the Giants this week. So we'll see uh, if either of them uh, can get a win. But obviously, the focus right now has been the Yankees. They're doing the introductions to the stadium right now, and um, we'll, we'll see tonight. Tonight is the night to get it done. And we'll see if Garrett Cole can get it done. I already said, do not, if you're Garrett Cole, make sure this is not about you tonight. You just go do what you are expected to do. You go do what you are paid to do and make sure that whatever focus is during this game is about the Yankee offense. That has been the story this entire postseason. Can they score enough runs? Can they get enough offense out of this lineup as it's currently constructed? And we'll see if that could be the case tonight for this Yankee team. As uh, they get into a big game three tonight. And uh, look, if they don't win tonight, it's not even going to be about game four. It's going to be about the like all the questions that we've had all offseason about it's going to immediately jump to that. It's not. I mean, at that point, you can to a certain degree say, you know what? Like the Astros haven't done anything yet outside of hold serve at home. And if this is a deep series then that's true, right? If you know, if you could say right now, you know that this series is going back to Houston, then you could you could have some confidence in saying, well, the Astros just held serve. They just won the two games at their ballpark. They did what they needed to do. They scratched across just enough runs and they were able to hold on in both games. Good for them. But now it requires the Yankees to win at the very, I mean, I think you have to win all three games at home with how hard it has been To score in Houston, your problem scoring runs in general, how you never seem to win games down there, I think the Yankees have to win all three. I don't even think it's like, hey, take two or three and then go back to Houston and hope you can – I mean, I don't don't think that that's realistic. I think at this point you know you have to win all three games at home because getting even one win down there feels like it's been impossible. Feels like it's been impossible. So let's hope that Cole goes out there tonight, does what he has to do. You don't have to get into the bullpen – here before you know the the seventh or eighth inning and if you are a it's amazing how quickly things can change on one game if the Yankees go out there and hit a home run tonight a three run home run in the first and Cole is Cole the 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 sky will look a little brighter tomorrow but right now all you can really focus you can't focus on the sun you can only focus on the storm clouds because they are they are clearly brewing right now against a team that you have not had a whole lot of a success against and you've been tr- I mean that's the thing man Five years. Five years, and there's no way anyone can say if the Yankees are not able to come back in this series and get past the Astros that they have been a successful five years. Five years of trying to accomplish the same goal. And not even, like, forget about even the World Series, which is obviously the goal for a team that is making the playoffs consistently. Like, you have to win the World Series. And it's hard to win a World Series. Even the the, the, the two, um, and the ones I point out all the time, who would you say are the best-run organizations in the sport right now? The Dodgers and the Astros. The Astros won one World Series their entire franchise, and it was while they were cheating. And the Dodgers have won one since 88, and it was in the shortened pandemic. I don't know. <laughs> I think there are some people that would rather have the Astros title than the Dodgers title. So it's hard to win a World Series. But for the Yankees, for the last five, since 2017 the goal has been clear. Well, if we're going to win a World Series, if we're going to get back to a World Series, we got to get past the Astros. That's the cl- that's the mountain you got to climb, and they've not had a whole lot of success climbing that mountain. They've had a couple of cracks at it here. They got another crack this year, and it does not feel like it. Feels like the other cracks, that first crack, feels like the one that's going to go down as being the most successful at it, which is really uh, an indictment. I mean, there's no other way to put it. It's an indictment of the front office to, to have had that amount of youth, right? And the, and the sky is the limit and the, the, the future is wide open with all the young players that that Yankee team had and that year and the following year. And to be here five years later where most of all those young guys are gone, the star of your team is now an impending free agent where there seems to be a, a pretty big consensus that he might not be back and a team that has gotten older. Like, all the big stars on this team have gotten older. There's no, you know, for all the talk of Volpe or Peraza or all these young kids that they didn't want to trade at the deadline, all the real stars of the team right now are older guys. I mean, I ran it down earlier. And, I mean, you talk about, like, the future doesn't look good either way. If you bring back Judge, hey, great, but you know with this Yankee team, if they end up spending what's necessary to bring back Judge – there probably won't be a whole lot of other improvements during the offseason. And then if they don't bring back Judge, well, then (laughs) you have more resources to go out there and spend. But boy, oh, boy, do you have a lot of production to replace because you you just lost a guy who was not just your best player, but in the course of this year was the best player in the entire sport, not just the American League. So it's not uh, it can change very quickly. Go out tonight, get three runs in the first inning, and all Yankee fans will be sitting on the couch feeling good. And I don't know if you'll, you'll feel relief because every single second is just agony of these playoff games. You can't enjoy them until basically they're over. But you'll feel a whole lot better about where things stand if the Yankee offense actually shows up for the first time in this entire series. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, let's get into the Jets. Let's get into the Giants. Let's get into week seven in the NFL. We'll do it next right here on the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM and the all-new ESPN New York app.